For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 113. Woo! Here we go. Here we go. We are wrapping up Anime Month. Finally. And we are doing video for the first time ever. I don't know. I don't think you're going to see this anywhere, but we are now, we are looking at each other as we record. I minimized it. Oh, good. why? No, I'm just kidding. Because okay. <laughs> he doesn't care about us, but we like to see his pretty face. But I saw Jamie do the woo for the first time ever. That'll be trivia someday. Yeah, you guys you guys really haven't seen me much, right? You've never actually really seen my face. I've seen some photos, but that's about it. You just haven't, seen you in mo- uh, haven't seen you in movement. I've seen yeah. you more than you know. In motion. Right? Oh. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Zach, good. a member of the FBI. Well, I guess when I'm invited to Zach's wedding, it'll be a big time. <laughs> That'll be the first time we're like probably face to face. Probably. Right. No when that happens. Yeah. I did send the invitation to Kyle and you. I, I left off Kelsey, so. <laughs> Good. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever, man. Best wedding ever. She, do- she doesn't need to go. <laughs> Just be Jamie and I cutting a rug, doing our thing. Whatever. It's getting awkward, I can tell, because now Zach's looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? But, uh, man, all right, I had something kind of weird happen, something crazy with the times. Have any of you guys undergone the COVID testing yet? No. Nope, have have not. Oh, man, I got a little bit of a cough. I'd say a little bit. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. I was like, this is, this could be it. This could be my time. Eventually, it's going to happen, right? Somebody's got to get it. We not got the testing. Anybody has undergone that testing, you know what I'm talking about. They pull out this Q-tip. I kid you not, man. It is like this long. And they, I mean, sorry. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you know, Kyle, Kyle's holding right. up a banana. He has a banana in his hand. <laughs> yeah, I've got a big banana. Listeners, yep. it's this long. Yeah, yeah, like it's this insane. long. Just believe it. It's this long. It's the first and last week we'll use video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh. They shove this thing. Well, they tell it first. I pull up. This kid is screaming in the car next to me, like blood curdling screaming. I'm like, oh my God, this does not instill confidence in this test for me right now. I get out. You're comparing how you're going to handle a test to to, to a kid. Uh, If you heard these screams, you're just like, (laughs) oh shit, this kid's losing it. I'm I'm done for it. I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm just going to burn out and get out of this tent. (laughs) So you pull into this thing and somebody comes out. And they show you what they're going to stick in your nose. And they say, okay, we're going to shove this so far back in. You're probably going to cry and you're going to want to cough. And I was like, oh, that's really bizarre. I mean, why would I want to cough? And we need to hold it in there for five seconds. Oh. Like, okay. So they jam this thing in. And I'm Ugh. like, like I can feel I'm crying and I'm like, <clears throat> you know, trying not to cough. And it's go, it's for a little, a little bit. And then they're like, okay, one. To, I'm like, what the hell, man? The timer should have already counted. <laughs> You've been in here for like three seconds. What's going on? But man, when they pull that thing out, whew, 
It's like somebody ran a pipe cleaner right through. You are you are breathing better than you ever have before. It's crazy. Really? We're gonna we're gonna walk in on Kyle doing that like yeah. regularly now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like running a pipe cleaner through your nose, man. It was pretty. It sounds ter- uh, Kyle. That sounds terrible to me. It was I, not I, I pleasant. Thought, I thought they had some other test that they were rolling out by now because it was such an unpleasant test and it was discouraging people from going to get it. <laughs> that they'd came out they with something may, else. I don't know. That's the test. Wow. That's the test that I can tell you. A major medical center. To, yeah, I know. I think still doing. I think the idea is that the test that Kyle's describing is the one with the highest, um, you know, sensitivity and specificity. So like they don't, and there's other ones that exist that are much less invasive, but not as accurate, and they haven't been approved. But they probably should be in use for a variety of reasons. Like. You can use those tests to do broader testing and all kinds of stuff, but they kind of stick with the one that's the most accurate. Science. Yeah. <laughs> science, wow. science. Science, bitch. It's science stuff. Yeah. If anyone is wondering, I do not have, did not have it, so. And that I was good you, to know. I think you tricked Alex, though, with your phrasing. Yeah. Hey, man, that's, that's needed, the phrasing that. needed called that, out, Ben. Good job. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the heck, man? Yeah, because I had borrowed a computer from you, and I was looking at that computer a little side-eye. I was like, COVID computer over there. Yeah, it might have been, man. might have been. Because what did you say? It was like COVID was undetected, and Alex was like, holy shit, it can like fly under the radar now? Yeah, undetected is what they say. (laughs) I don't know. That's the Mayo terminology. I didn't come up with that analogy. That's what they were doing. So undetected is what they called it. Anyways. Kyle, feel free to cut yourself off with yeah, uh, a siren any time now. <laughs> All right, so you guys want to talk about something? Dive, 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 dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. That was wow. pretty sweet. Yeah, Kyle I got to see Kyle perform that for the first time. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. The listeners really are missing out. This podcast <laughs> really is are. really kind of bad, now that I think about it. Yeah, right? now it's just too visual for us. And yeah. You guys don't know at all what's going on. I see Zach trying to hide something. What are you, you eating something you shouldn't be eating over there? It's yeah, probably chocolate. Oh, my. He's got it. No. Chocolate on his tongue. <laughs> Trust me, I'm out of chocolate. Sucks. He does. He sucks on chocolate. But I'm I've out. Wow. I got no chocolate. I had a good workout today, though. Some it's games. not a good sub for chocolate, though. Hmm. It's not a good substitute for chocolate. Working out? Yeah. Doesn't even mesh, man. All right, guys. Here we go. Okay. We're trying it. I got the 20-sided die. This is what's it. A, what's this for again? This is if we end the podcast, I think, right? That's yeah. it? There's yeah. no like b- like no benefits? Like if we... If we roll a 20, what, what happens? Yeah. Do I get to pick the next movie? Uh, sure. The, uh, the viewer write-in. Oh... Oh, they get you were right in. It's going to be Waterworld. It's going to be Waterworld. Still going to be Waterworld. And one, we end the, end the podcast? Yeah. Okay. This All is right. it, though. So, listeners, this is going to be a smash cut 
but this is it. So, all right, turn your turn your camera to it, Zach. We're going oh, live. We're not going <laughs> live. This is terrible, <laughs> terrible podcasting. Horrible podcasting. It's a, just a terrible choice. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, we're ready. And no dead air. Four. Oh, my right. God. Oh, oh, dangerously close. <sighs> a four. All right. Still in it. Wow. And now that we're definitely still in it, um, what, did we, uh, what did we watch this week? We watched... <laughs> A anime from the early 2000s, I think 2003 or 2002 it started, called Full Metal Panic. I've heard of Full Metal Alchemist, but I had never heard of Full Metal Panic until we uh, did some research, or rather tapped the fine young men and women and others at the Discord group, Our Star Blazers, who pointed us in the direction of Mini submarine uh, anime and Full Metal Panic will round out our anime month, and it's a it's a I'm just gonna say it it's a problematic one. No, no spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. But they, yeah. they they definitely recommended this one. Uh, I wouldn't say it was recommended. Uh, it was very objective. This has submarines in it, and that is what I asked for. So we okay. got it. I mean, that is accurate. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if we have to say anything much more in terms of like voice acting or anything like that. Um, it did seem like this is quite popular in terms of continuing to have um, things produced. Like it has a bunch of mangas, a bunch of, I think television shows and movies were produced and a lot of the soundtracks were released and that kind of stuff. So um, it does seem like it was kind of a, you know, popular at least uh, in some ways. But uh, anything else to say before we dive right in? Yeah, it's got a pretty good score on IMDb of uh, 7.6 stars. Hmm. Yeah, really? High. Yeah, higher than I would have thought. But TV TV shows are always a little different, so it's hard to tell whether that's high. High mm-hmm. or low? Probably not low, but maybe in the middle. All right, Full Metal Panic. We open, and actually, it's weird. We watched four episodes, the very beginning of the first episode, and the fourth episode really give you an idea of what the show is, and then the middle of what we watched was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so That's very accurate. <laughs> we open and it's kind of like this very artistic kind of cool scene of like someone being rescued in some ways. It's like a woman in a car with a guy and they're like, she, he's like, don't worry. And she's clearly traumatized and like in shock kind of. And they're so driving much so along. She bites the guy's hand. Oh yeah. She's, she's like, and draws blood and he remains pretty calm. She, she, is, is, she is panicked. Yeah. I'd even say full metal panicked and <gasps> and a helicopter comes up and it's basically like uh, not so fast and basically kills the guy um, and is about to kill the girl as well. When all of a sudden a couple of mechs come out of uh, and do start to do battle and we see one of the mechs kind of grab the helicopter and destroy it on its own. And that's something that comes up and they say like, oh my God, you, I can't believe you actually took on that helicopter like one-on-one with the mech. Um, but he did. And then uh, out pops our, of a mech, our main character uh, named, what is it, Suzuki? Uh, these names. Uh, Sasuke? Sasuke? Yeah, Sasuke Sagara. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like Susuke or something. Yeah, Susuke Sagara. And he's also accompanied in a mech by a guy named Kurtz Weber. And um, they are part of this kind of special um, 
are they kind of an independent anti-terrorist organization? It seems yeah. like extra yeah. government, uh, governmental paramilitary. Group. Yeah. Uh, called Mithril. Mm-hmm. And they are, um, you know, they come and rescue this uh, girl and they kind of fly back and, and end up going into the submarine. And that's kind of the headquarters of this group is a submarine that's prowling around. And we're like, oh, man, the promise of the show is uh, through the roof, uh, except we're informed that our, you know, guy, uh, Susuke, Sagara, Kurtz and uh, Melissa, uh, Mao, um, th- th- this trio is going to go and protect uh, Konami uh Chidori, who yeah. is, and I guess, they've heard through the grapevine, is a target for kidnapping. Yeah. And so we we do have a few clips here. Uh, like Jamie mentioned, this this was a very similar scene, I thought, to uh, Atlantic Rim. We got a yeah, description absolutely. of the fight between <laughs> the helicopter and the mech. And, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty darn close. Let's just play it. No. If you take a quick look at the M9 specs, you'll see that it's quite possible. Hmm. Here it comes. The hind is closing in fast on this poor defenseless bag. Here comes Sosuke. Grabs that hind and throws his big ass body to the wild. Kaboom! Wow. I mean, that kaboom at the end, I think, seals it. Yeah, it really does. And that guy is kind of. I, um, yeah, how should we describe, describe him? it, man? Uh, all right, so he's he's a little cocky. You think like, oh, this sure. guy's like the uh, he's like the loud mouth at first because also, I think you said Melissa is her name. Yeah, she comes up and she's like, hey, uh, we have to go, and he's you know acting like he's real hot stuff, and she's not feeling it so much. No. We have a lot of clips right here at the beginning. So stop leering; it makes you look ugly. No, I take that back. You're just ugly. <laughs> Whatever you say, babe. I've been a front page model for the tag. One look at me, and there goes Cupid's bullet through your heart. Loser. Oh, boy. Now listen to me, you bitch. I'll have you clawing my back and begging for more till you can't take it. Yeah, man. Some hardcore uh, stuff. I don't know. Like I, do these clips isolated away from the show sound like a <laughs> like worse. a mid mid nineties adventure game or something. Yes, yes. Oh, and it's boy. that poppy yeah. music that they had going. Yes, like constantly. What is that? What like, is that? Music? Even the introduction. I don't know if you guys know, but like immediately the first five seconds of that's like Full House. Like shot for shot, beat for beat, was like Full House. It was crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. Oh boy! And anyways, Kurtz ends up being the guy who's leering the most at these high school students because oh, this trio yeah, is assigned dude. to protect uh, Konami, and and they they keep on ca- calling her kind of like the whispered. She's one of the whispered, and so that's why she's targeted. And we I don't get a, a full idea of what that is through the four episodes, but I'm sure through the series you get a better idea of what that means. Um, but she's you know a, a target of you know terrorist organizations trying to get something from her. She's some kind of MacGuffin of sorts. Uh, yeah. For them, and at this point, Kurt goes full on creep mode. I know uh, yeah. because they get a they get a photo of Konami, the target, right? And hey, Konami Chittery. <laughs> this is going to be one foxy lady in a few years. The photo is four years old. Oh my God, Miss Chittery is sixteen. Now. Oh my God. Oh, where can I get a photo of that version? And immediately, right there, I was like. <laughs> What the hell are we watching, man? Oh, and it and it gets 
kind of it's even rigorous. crazier. Oh, yeah. yeah, it does. We've got some clips for later, but so I mean, I know we stacked a bunch up right here, but yeah, it gets weirder. So he's he's like a total creepo already. But then, so uh, Sagara, or do they call him Susuke? Susuke. Susuke. So Susuke, um, he's the one who's sent in to go to high school, and before. Before he goes into the high school, you're kind of like – they kind of make it out like, oh, you're kind of a weirdo. They, they talk about how he like never has a girlfriend. He doesn't really know how to interact with people. He's just like super uper, duper 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 extra 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 into military stuff. And I guess he was kind of born into this. I don't know if they ever elaborate on his like background and how that uh, ended up being. But because he kind of looks young, I guess he's the one that's going to go and pretend to be a high school student. But he's like – And they were even trying to coach him up on it. They're yeah. like, okay, here's some things that you might need. And they like give him a condom. He's like, why does anybody need this? Right. And uh, he's like, I think I've used these like twice or something. And somebody's like, oh my God, like this guy's got laid. And he's like, yeah, these are great to hold water in the back or the jungle or something. They're like, yeah. what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. He's, he's a lot younger too than – they never say his age, do they? No, I don't think so. I but think no. he's, they actually I think he's do. His... It might have been episode five, uh, which I watched like half of, but it actually actually shows him with his mentor, and he's like a young boy, like doing these military operations. So, like, he's been doing military operations his whole life. Yeah, and I know. So he's I, he's a young adult now. At if this you point. if you read the if you read some of the, about the characters, the uh, the the captain of the submarine is sixteen. So I do think. Um, they are, a lot of them are quite young, uh, when they're actually like even high up in the ranks. And so I think maybe he's supposed to be about that age, like 16, 17, 18, something like that. Yeah. I think um, he's a lot younger than, but he comes across as, as older because, you know, he just comes off so weird. So even when he first goes into the high school, he's kind of going in and everyone's kind of stopped by the teacher and said, Hey, how are you doing? And he stopped and he's got like a He's got, they find like a gun and the teacher keeps on being like, you can't have this toy around. And he being, I guess, an idiot is like, it's not a toy. It's a gun. Also, I'm like a military person. I'm super into military stuff. And also I'm clearly not a high school student. And he just is so bad at being undercover, which I guess is kind of the point of the show and where the humor is supposed to come from is that he's so inept and yet everyone just kind of like, what? A, instead of being like, oh, clearly he's here for some other reason, they just are like, what a total weirdo, right? Which is like a high school reaction to uh, something like that. Uh, he's just he's just one of those people who's super into military. What a weirdo. Because, um, yeah, then he's yeah, like- dude, he is, he's quick to pull that gun in many situations. Oh, no, he's, he's pulling that gun in all over that- In the middle of school. Yeah, like, in this high school. What the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's, yeah. Not, and, not um, no, it's not really great. And Kurt and Melissa are doing surveillance on Konami, trying to, you know, just keep an eye on her, make sure that she does not get taken. And I don't know how the heck they bugged her apartment or wherever she's living, but Kurt's digging it, and it's getting a little creepy. It appears our angel has low blood pressure and doesn't do well in the morning, don't you think? What's that? Yes, a high school girl taking a morning shower. You're like, what the hell, man? This, this show. Not for us. I don't think <laughs> <No>. so. <laughs> and so, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, this this whole beginning part is him kind of being introduced to the class and stuff like that, and he's totally out of place. He's been talking about military stuff. There's one kid in the class who's kind of like perks up at that. He's like super into these military magazines and stuff like that. Um, and then otherwise, he kind of is sweating bullets when they ask him like what his you know favorite song is or whatever. But because oh, they prepped him, yeah, he doesn't know. He is able to pull out that he is a fan of these like two bands that are popular right now with the kids. So and. If you want to hear how awkward he is, when they ask him where he's from, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if anybody asks you where you're from and you list you list it off like this, you're undercover. Questions for Mr. Sagara? Yeah. Could you please tell us what country you're from, Sasuke? Yes. Afghanistan. Lebanon. Cambodia. Iraq. Colombia. Well, <laughs> it seems like you've been overseas for quite some time now. It's like, what? Yeah, and so, then and was it that's in the where first he's from, man? Was it the first or second episode where he runs into the shower while they're changing for the uh, softball game with his gun drawn? With his uh, gun drawn, I can't remember. It maybe uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't really the matter first because the first the first in the I mean the second episode the first episode is kind of like introducing his undercover operation into school and like what they're doing is protecting her. Um, this blue haired angel uh as curz would say and uh but then the second one is kind of about how he keeps on being like kind of a bumbling fool and is keeps on hurting himself in a lot of different ways um one of them is that he has uh you know he he jumps into the shower area while everyone's changing for softball uh because he thinks there's potentially some threat there and everyone is shocked and obviously appalled by this behavior because it's um criminal in some ways uh and but then uh she konami she uh actually beats him up and and like uh handcuffs him and stuff so he has to end up going back to his apartment like still tied to a chair um and you can see he's like a little intrigued by the the fact that she's like kind of so bold well so bold to um kind of uh i don't know uh take him out when she's not happy with his behavior or whatever and so uh, the next episode, you have a bunch of other situations like this as well. He's kind of coming off super weird and he's always there. He keeps on saying like, oh, it's what a coincidence, right? Like, it's, oh, it's just a coincidence that I'm here while you're around. Um, it's not that I'm like doing anything and I'm not definitely not undercover, like protecting you. It's a coincidence, like a big old coincidence. And she's getting really angry that he keeps on saying coincidence and he keeps on hurting himself trying to protect her from imaginary threats. So like she's picking up a statue and he thinks it's a, someone lunging at her and he like breaks the statue and hurts himself. Um, she's like talking or g- trying to scare like a friend of hers or a friend is trying to scare her. And he thinks, oh, that's a problem. He pulls out his gun, runs, rushes after, r- rushes at her and then ends up bullying over the teacher and that kind of stuff. So he keeps on getting in trouble, getting hurt, all this kind of stuff. And that's like a problem. Um, but it culminates in him actually rescuing her because he's like in a cafe and kind of watching her and there's a guy who leaves his briefcase there and he's convinced it's a bomb but you know konami she just wants to help the guy out and like runs after him to bring her bring him uh his briefcase and a truck almost runs her over and he lunges after her and is able to push her out of the way and she's like you know really grateful and they do have kind of a moment of and for what it's um, worth one of the mechs the invisible mech oh, yeah. stops the truck and crashes I, cr- crashes the truck yeah yeah oh that's right yeah because kurt is watching in a 
invisible five-story mech uh, always. Kind of odd. Always. And then when you say they have a moment here, Jamie, yeah. what happens Oh, is, yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Okay, so sorry. Go yeah, ahead. <laughs> super weird, man. Uh, sorry, it's not just a moment. It's yeah, so, very strange. They're like collapsed on the ground. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, thank you so much." And then he just cops a feel right it was there. Weird. I didn't, I, I couldn't it's tell like, what the what the hell was that? Yeah, I couldn't tell what was happening. Like, I guess it, the idea was that it was like by accident or something. But then there's even like they even zoom in on his hand and like he's squeezing. like squeezing. Yeah. Yeah. Like squeezing. What the? What am I watching here, man? It's really weird. I don't know why this show. Why they do this? Great show. Um, and so. It's a th- is it the third episode that yeah it's the third episode where it gets really even crazier than this this is the second episode this is kind of a lot of stuff she's really angry at him for obviously copying the feel um, we start to but get then some there's like like Sorry, right at the end of the right at the end of this one like when she's yelling at him all of a sudden for whatever the cartoon angle they do like an upskirt with the wind yeah, blowing weird and I'm like wh- why'd they do this why why in God's name. Is this happening? Why are we watching this right now? Yeah, I guess now? we didn't really even mention that Kaname is like cons- pretty much always in a schoolgirl uniform. Um, yeah. That is beyond kind of stereotypical. Um, pretty crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, we start to get some, I mean, the third episode where it starts to pick up some scenes uh, with some of the outside stuff and c- kind of get an idea of some of these outside forces that are occurring. Like we start to see a bad guy interacting with Soviets. Um and, you know, kind of talking about the whispered and how they are getting information from these, um, you know, these uh, different people that they are trying to kidnap and stuff like that. The the per- like the type of person that Konami is. And we also see that on the like headquarters submarine, there's like a young girl and I guess she was 16. That's what it said online. And she's like the captain of the ship. She's got like a couple of advisors who are much older, but she she comes across a little bit like um, uncertain and nervous and that kind of stuff. And I guess that's kind of the point is like she's the captain and she's the captain of the ship, but everyone perceives her as being really frail. And so I'm not really sh- – I don't understand. I guess they'll explain at some point why it is that she is the captain. She must be in some way destined for it or they know – that she'll become like the best. I don't even know. Don't yeah, know. It, it did seem kind of odd. She, I mean, relies. I would. I wouldn't even say necessarily relies. I mean, she is dependent on her advisors at this point. It seems like. Yeah, she like every time she says something, she kind of says like a like a command, and she's like a little uncertain, and um, uh, but she almost seems happy when the advisors are like, "Yes, I agree." And she's like, okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so she just comes across as really nervous and stuff like that. And I guess later in the series also it's revealed that she, she's kind of got like a crush on um, uh, Suzuki, um, Susuke. And so like uh, they, I mean, I guess they, they must, they're similar ages and they must have known about each other or heard, heard about each other or whatever. They're kind of like the, the rising stars of the group or whatever. Um, and so we get those two different aspects going on. And at the same time, things are, you know, pretty much shot because of the copying of the feel and the such. Uh, things are kind of shot. Um, and so they give him a day off. They're like, hey, you know, take a day off. And instead, Kurz goes out and he uh, pretends to be like a, just like a tourist. He's like, I think he's trying to pretend, is he trying to pretend to be like an American or something like that? 
No, I think it was Swedish, man. Is it Swedish? I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, he like befriends these girls. And in, in particular, Konami's like uh, best friend, who's, you know, kind of this stereotype of sorts. She's always taking pictures and stuff like that. And he comes back totally drunk, uh, which is crazy in its own right, because these girls are 16. And he's like, shit face now. And, yeah, like, and he's like, oh, they just kept pouring me drinks. I'm like, what is going on here? I don't know what age you can drink in Japan. I don't know either, but uh, probably not 16. Uh, and they... It might actually be 16. Could be. Uh, and then, and he's like s- super drunk and everyone's like, you know, what an idiot. And he's like, oh, you want some sushi, whatever. But as he's doing this, he's really drunk. They see someone creeping up along the, uh, the apartment building of um, Konami. And so they're like, spring into action. The super drunk guy is all of a sudden a sniper on the top of the building. Like, what, uh, that was the on? most ridiculous thing. They're like, all right, get on the roof of the building next door and you handle the gun. I'm like, <laughs> I've done this a million times. And then um, Susuke, he uh, kind of jumps over there and confronts what looks like potentially um, the kidnapper. And it turns out instead to be that kid from school who is uh, super into military as well. But he's also super into stealing girls' panties. So in line with the rest of the series is the scene that is really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Everything about this is just like super weird. Like why did they do any of yeah, this? It is. I don't know. And so like him – well, I guess this guy got roped into stealing the panties by upperclassmen. Oh, right. And so him and Suske are like – just having this heart to heart about military stuff and while they're on the balcony. And then at this time, they're just spending way too much time up there. All of a sudden, Konami comes out and sees Susuke holding her underwear in his hand. And uh, if things were, if things were sour before, after that uh, car rescue, it's getting a lot worse right now. Yeah. And she kind of like uh, explodes a little bit inwardly and he t- she takes it out on him because she's in charge of organizing this trip to Okinawa where uh, she assigns all the jobs and she assigns a bunch of jobs to everyone and everyone's really happy with how she organizes this trip and he makes him the garbage man. So basically he has to deal with all the garbage um, and makes like a list of rules for him to follow. And he's like, you know, okay. At the same time, Mithril at the submarine uh, launches an attack on uh, a whispered like uh, research place in the Soviet Union and uh is able to destroy it. And the captain, again, this this uh, young girl, is like really concerned about civilians and casualties and that kind of stuff. And she's clearly taking this hard, but she makes the tough decision and says, okay, let's do it. We're going to bomb this place. And by bombing it, they basically say, okay, the threat is over. Um, Konami's not going to get uh, you know kidnapped anymore because USSR was the one's going to be doing it. And so, hey, everyone you're off, you're fine. You don't have to worry about this anymore. Susuke, take a break and go on the trip to Okinawa. It'd be weird if you disappeared uh, immediately and just enjoy yourself. Um, kind of go along, you know, regardless. And so that's our introduction to episode four um, is kind of, it's, you know, you, we know it's the threat's not really gone because they show some, you know, the person who's in charge uh, kind of making that clear, but, you know, they think it's pretty much safe at this point. And then are we gonna be are we gonna recap the fourth one? Yeah, I guess we must, yeah. right? And we have yeah. to, man. We have to. We gotta get I mean, we gotta get into it. Um I mean I guess I, I guess the fourth one, there is some more submarine action. The third one is probably where 
the captain kind of swings around her dick a little bit the most, right? Wouldn't you say? She like shoots oh, off go. the missile. You had to get that in there. Yeah. It's all a metaphor. It's all a metaphor. Yeah, they they got a briefing mission, I think, on the submarine, right, or something like that. Yeah, really. I mean, even even this part of it when they're off to Okinawa and things go sideways pretty quickly because you know they're they're all going through the airport and um, Susuke is you know trying to uh, talk to uh, Konami, but she's really not having any of it because she's you know still upset about the um how to, how to describe this the panty rate i guess the panty issue yeah i mean that's that's mm. a good way to describe it yeah so they all but they so she's like get on my face and she's really distracted so they all end up on the the plane and they're starting to go and um it, while they're up in the air and unbeknownst to anyone on the plane our main uh assassin bad guy whose name is what gorgon is that right Goron. Goron. Uh, he has like taken out the pilots and basically has steered it towards a base um, in, in, in the autocratic in the, zone of Conca. I was going to say, yeah, it's it's not the USSR. It's some autocratic, you know, independent location uh, that now exists, uh, you know, near or within the USSR. And so they kind of steer it over there and they land the plane and it's basically it becomes a hostage situation. And even on the submarine, they're they're not really sure who is doing this. Like, okay, well, you know, clearly something has happened. But, you know, presumably this is just like a regular hijacking and they're gonna release everyone. And so, you know, w- you know, we just gotta focus on getting Konami back because she must be the target for this, but all the rest will be saved. Um, meanwhile, you know, Susuke recognizes Guaran, and Guaran kind of recognizes him. Yeah. Uh he's like, hmm, that's weird. That guy's here, uh, or th- you know, thinks that guy's here. But you know, in terms of like getting stuff done, he like is like, forget it, whatever. We got what we need, Kaname. Let's get her into the research facility. It's going to take about thirty six hours or something or, or whatever to get the information out of her. So we better get this going, anyways. And we're going to blow these people up, anyways. Kasuke goes and finds that they they just got a big old bomb right in that plane, and they're ready to blow it up and blow every kill everyone. And he quickly communicates back to the submarine. He's like, uh, guys, uh, guess who's here? Uh, his name is Goron. Ever heard of him? And the, everyone on the submarine is like, oh, yeah, yeah, we heard about him. And he's basically been like this like thorn in their side for a while. And clearly, and he had faked his death at one point. They had, they had killed him, um, or they thought. And clearly, that, that had been like a double or something. And so they're like, shit, if it's Goron, then all bets are off. He's probably going to kill everyone. He's a maniac. And so we get some scenes of um, Susuke going around and like doing his mission. And they're very clear. They're like, main thing is rescue those hostages. And then we can focus on Kaname. Don't go after Kaname. And they're kind of going back and forth. Like, he's not going to go after Kaname, right? And the, the admiral on the submarine, the kind of the advisor is like, I've known him for a long time. Susuke has never let emotions get in the way. Uh, and they're kind of like, are we sure though? Cause he's like pretty into Konami though. And we see him kind of debating the same way. He keeps on imagining that these terrible things are happening to her. And so he's like, I know what I'm supposed to do is not go after her, but I can't stop myself. And that's the end of the episode. I know. That's it. 
And probably the next episode opens with Konami being killed. And so Susuke is also killed. And then we spend the rest of the time in the high school, just like following the everyday lives of the kids in the high school. Incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. One minute recap of episode five. Uh, Sasuke rescues Konami from a evil female scientist. Uh, the, the two shots that they heard was uh, the scientist threatening Konami, who was trying to escape. Um, but she's fine. Sasuke runs with Konami through a warehouse or whatnot and finds a couple of mechs that haven't been activated yet. And he hops in one and pilots one. And now Konami realizes that this guy is more than meets the eye. And all of these coincidences haven't been coincidences. He's obviously uh, a very gifted mech pilot. And he gets into a mech versus mech battle with Goron. Goron says he knew he recognized him. It's Sasuke from Cambodia or wherever they crossed paths in the past. And... Uh, pretty cool mech battle and Kurtz comes in while uh, um, Kaname and Sasuke escape uh, sort of they miss the planes the planes leave thinking that the planes I think I guess they thought they had Kaname and Sasuke on the airplane or whatnot but now they're left behind on the runway and the episode ends and Kurtz is doing hand-to-hand combat with Goron and that's the end of that. Watch. That's that. Wow. So I ended up watching a fifth episode because it really seemed like it was catching its stride. Uh, not to suggest that I actually <laughs> enjoyed <laughs> the series. You this one? Uh, but no, I really felt like it was revealing what the whole series was going to be. Um, and that there was this, this really weird prelude of three episodes in high school. Um, and... I don't know. It seems to run counter to what you would expect for uh, a show to do if you're trying to capture an audience. Um, you want to really bait the hook and and, right. and 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 reel them in here a little bit, but they lead off with that, and it, like it lost us. It lost Alex. Alex could only watch one episode, uh, but episodes four and five were way more watchable in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, no. And then I, I watched episodes six through twenty-four. So one minute recaps of okay. six through twenty-four. Okay, all right, go. So episode six. No. Um, <laughs> it uh, yeah, no, I, I it's it's really weird. It's almost like the very beginning when when this show first opens, I was like, this is really cool. It was like artistic, you know, interesting, all this kind of stuff. And then you have all this stuff in like they literally spend the beginning of the series almost like they were trying to have people stop watching the show before then oh, being like hundred now you can watch the show <laughs> now you can get it now now it feels okay like everything is just basically like i'm we're going to drive away everyone who wants to watch the show yeah and i mean even if you reeled people in with episodes one to th- one through three who are like wow this is awesome like, I feel like they're going to hate the rest of the series. Yeah. They're like, oh, where are all the upskirt shots? Like, come on. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they pepper that in here and there. Uh, <laughs> but it, it definitely, yeah. it, was a, it was a completely different show for episodes four and five. Yeah. Four, five. Five was pretty cool with the mech combat, which felt very different from four, which was more of like espionage and hijacking and all of that. And five was kind of like Gundam Wing almost. It is kind of weird because I'm looking at the kind of like the really short synopses of each of the episodes and they like these, this is like a little series. It's like four, five, six, seven, where it's like dur- during the battle with Gurren, stumbling, blah, blah, blah. And then eight, uh, it's like when Shirai asks, asks Konami out 
you know, there's jealousy or whatever. And it's like, wait, oh, are man. we back in the high Going school? Back like, to school. <laughs> it's really weird. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ugh, reviews, I've already kind of given it. and I Wait, so oh, are we doing uh, Love It or Hate It or no? We don't have that? No, we usually do. We wrap, we wrap up with Love oh, It or sorry. Hate It. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to taint our own reviews here, man. That's yeah, and I, and I already ca- kind of gave mine. Uh, I would say four and five is watchable, not, but not where I'd want to watch it. Uh, there's some other animes that I I've been tempted to actually watch more of it now when I get a free moment. Again, Space Battleship Yamato being one. Uh, this will not be one that I watch more of, although I see the merit at least in four and five. Uh, with the mech combat being very, very fun in the fifth one, but unless it's all of that all the time, uh, count me out on this one. Uh, and on the sub action, there wasn't much sub action. I kept showing the same exterior shot. It was a weird 3D animation, which was a different animation style, and they just kind of reversed it on one episode, but it was the same shot every time of like the, the sub coming right at the camera. Yeah. For episode one and two, is like the same direction. You saw like the left side of the of the hall, and then on the third episode, they reversed. You could just tell they flipped it, the canvas like over the horizontal axis or, or vertical axis rather, and you saw the right side of the hall coming at the camera, and then it cuts to the inside where it's just people deliberating. So there's really no submarine action or content. Uh, this is one of those where there's just a submarine in it. Um, so there wasn't a lot on that merit. Um, they launched one missile. Oh, that's right. They launched one missile. Yes. But uh, so that's about it. Them. They flood the tubes. They sent off that missile. That's, that's about it. it. It had submarines. We didn't We didn't watch it in vain. Uh, but um, I think I'm going to give it a... Torn between a one and a half and a two. If, if I'm going to give it on one through four, which is what you guys all watched as well, I, I think we go with a one and a half on it. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump in because I'd say the same thing as you. I've kind of spoiled a little bit how I felt about this. It's like there's there's a piece of one and then most of four, which is kind of what you want to see. The rest is just like a series of red flags that make me concerned about watching the rest of the series. (laughs) Um, Where it's just like even if it turned out to be kind of like what four episode four continues, you'd think that as you say like these red flags continue to crop up and are sprinkled throughout. And it's just like, every time you have to be like, Ugh. as like Kurtz is like hitting on like a 14 year old or something where you're like, come on, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to watch this. I don't, I don't care to, to see this kind of stuff. And it's just a really weird show and kind of, um, you know, being someone who doesn't watch anime, I think I, I would be, I'm a little susceptible to being like, Oh, you know, anime is just a series of, some kind of stereotypes that I have in my head. This kind of lands pretty squarely yeah. in those stereotypes, and that's too bad. Because I mean, obviously, we watched a, a number of anime now that don't fall into those stereotypes, but it does seem like this one really went pretty hard towards that. Almost as if it was like a yeah. joke. Almost like they were trying to just be a, a stereotype in some ways. Yeah, um, th- you're right. This is like the the like South Park version of the <laughs> submarine anime or whatnot. Like it really did perpetuate the stereotypes yeah. that that give it a bad name. Yeah, and it's weird. I don't I didn't really understand like the first if you watch the first three episodes, you'd think this whole thing is supposed to be a comedy. Um and I'm not sure that's even the case. Like it it seems like there's obviously comedic elements, but I think it's still at heart an, an action series, and yet the first three are basically just a bunch, a series of laughs, and some of the laughs kind of unsavory. 
um, and how they're brought about. So I do think, I mean, I guess it, it's interesting. I was going to come in at a two. Now, I, the more I've talked about it, I think I'm probably closer to what you're, what you said. So yeah, one and a half. One and a half. Zach, yeah. you want to go next? You want me to go next? I'll go. You know, there's not much to be said. You, you guys, you guys kind of took all the good answers. That's why you got to jump in early. You got to, you got to jump right in there. Um, no, I mean, I, I kind of already said it, right? I mean, literally right in the opening when I got those Full House vibes, I was like, "This is not, <laughs> this is not what I want an anime to be like at all." And then it went on so long. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm watching this trailer, or like this title, and it's like a trailer. It's too long. And then she fell out. And that was convenient typing, timing. That's something I had written down. And the helicopter was missing like every shot at the beginning, which was just Oh, my God, dude. It unloaded. Yeah, it I yeah. couldn't understand and that. And couldn't hit her. It was stupid. <laughs> um, it was. Then you had that wicked weird transition inside the submarine where it like went to freaking 1999. Like, what was that? Transformers, the animal version, CGI style stuff to show the yeah. sub. And then you went back into the sub, which was back to like <clears throat> modern day animation. So it's crazy. Um, they did it a couple of times too. In episode yeah, four, they, they did that did. as well. I'm like, I just don't like it. So then, yeah, you know, I think, you know, Ben and you, you both said it. You know, There's barely anything really with submarines or even that much of underwater. You know, none of the characters are interesting. Um, the stoop, the damn full house opening. I wrote that twice. Episode two, nothing interesting. Episode three, same. Episode four, meh. I'm done with it. Over. I already lost interest. Not going to finish it. And I blame the company. And I blame the creator that you failed at making mm. captivating anime. Because three episodes in, you get 60 minutes of my time. That's it. Well, point what's five. The, point what's five. The, point five. Wow. Terrible <sighs> show. There we go. Uh, what's the reference? You made me think. What's what's the reference with Full Metal? Like we hear, obviously, Full Metal. Full, no a, full, a Full Metal jacket is a, is a type of, of of round or ammunition. But then there's Full Metal Alchemist and then Full Metal Panic. What does that What does that even mean? No idea. See, I think Alex looked that information up. So, like, where's uh, the Panic? Where's the Panic set in, man? <laughs> I don't get it. All right. Well, I think that's all the reviews. I'm going to pencil in six for Kyle, oh, yeah. I think, obviously. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Put the guy right I'm going to start six. off. Brom had mentioned in another episode, what one were we watching? The uh, Arpeggio Blue Steel, where you said you had a moment. You're like, dude, what in God's no, name? I was, was I, I, I totally forgot. I, that, was, that is exactly what I was going to say. Where it was yeah. like, I, would, I was doing something. Like today, I had still had to watch the fourth episode, and I yeah. and I was working on something for work, and I was like, okay, it's lunch break, and <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna, I guess I'll watch this during my lunch break, and as I was doing it, I was just like, I could do so much better things with my lunch break than fucking watching this, right? Like, why am I watching yeah. this? Ugh. Right. And you wonder what's going on. What led us to this point? You know, why are we watching this? And oh, I not for me, man. Like all the. The dude creeping on uh, miners. What the hell is going on with that? And like, nobody oh, was like batting metal, an eye. That's where Full Metal Panic came from because they were all miners. Oh, there you go. Miners. From it should be called Full Miner Panic. Oh, there right. we go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Good God. But um, yeah, I don't know. They had their, uh, they had 
their teammate Melissa and everybody just ignored. They're like, no, you know yeah. what? Why don't we go ahead and go after these miners? Because that's what we're into. And I don't know who this show is made for, honestly. Like, think about the things that the first three episodes are going to attract, right? What I mean, what are you looking for? You're looking for like teenage boys or something? Are people who are interested in some kind of like high school weird drama thing also interested in like the KGB kidnapping people and submarines taking out bases to like, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't justify the show. I don't know why in God's name it was ever made. I don't know who made it. What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. I'm going to give it like a 0.5 like Zach. Cause this is, this is a waste. Ooh. Horrible. Alrighty. Do we have Love It or Did you, we did got you find it. Love It or Oh, oh we God. got it. Don't worry. I mean, I guess I could see people loving it and hating it, so I, I guess I'm not surprised. Which one do we want first, gang? I guess I want I want Love It first. I feel like there's going to be people who love it, and it's just, it'll be interesting to see what they say. Okay. Love it. Hate it. I hate this series. Wait, did you want love at first, Jamie? <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> okay. We'll switch to love it. All right. Switching gears, folks. <laughs> I love it. It has it all. Jeez. By Vulture Man, January 2007. I've had Full Metal Panic turn anime haters into anime lovers. Mm. But most said that they loved how FMP wraps everything up with an excellent feel. Put the plot, characters, scenery in the back of your mind and focus on the overall feeling of the series. Sure, the other stuff is great and they're done very well. But a lot of other anime series have that. FMP has the feel of something interesting, something worthwhile, something just plain enjoyable. I could sit down and rewatch it over and over again and pick up something new every time. It's like watching a good actor play his part. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. These characters don't feel like drawings with people reading their lines. They don't do something so predictable that you already know the next scene. This anime feels original. Because the characters feel original, as they were real people. They're people that you could imagine meeting on the street, but you know that you never will. (laughs) They all have personalities. Facial features actually show what mood they might be in. It's something that could be easily converted into a real-life acted movie just because it's so apparent that the storyboard operators went down to every excruciating detail of what everything needed to look like. I'll stop rambling now. Just go watch it. Make sure you keep, in the back of your mind, a mental note of what Suzuki's eyes look like between each episode. It may come in handy when you watch the second raid. (laughs) What? Okay. Wow. They loved it. I mean, they, they really, little, they really did. They really loved it. I mean, big time, man. You, if, these are the type of people, at least, Susuke and what's his name? It's not Kurt, is it? It's Kurz, I think. Kurz? Kurz. 
You don't want to meet those people on the street. Those are the type of people you warn your kids about, right? Yeah. Big yeah. That, um, so Vulture Man, you know, that was 2007. <laughs> we'll see what, I wonder what they think now, you know, 13 years later. Yeah, giving it some time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Vulture Man, if you're listening, I hope you are. It's a great name. <laughs> Come on here. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about your review from 2007. Yeah, man. We got to, <laughs> we got to know. I mean, are you, you still feel that way? Could you convince us? He said he turned people who didn't like anime with this show to like it. That's what he said. I hate this series. By Fat Remote 08 from March 2011. God, I hate this piece of shit anime. Hate wow. it so much. <laughs> And I think that I'm the only person who hates this anime because many people enjoyed it. The main problem is that the main story is forgettable. The characters are seriously annoying. And this character, Kaname Chidori, is beyond one of the worst characters I've ever seen. Did I mention that there are a bazillion plot holes in this series? Because, Mm. believe it or not, there are a lot that explained absolutely nothing. And if you say that this anime is the best, I don't care. Overall, this anime is the worst anime series I've ever seen in my entire life. I am grading this anime an F minus. Whoa. Wow. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. Note, don't take my word for this. This review is all opinionated. If you like it, good. If you don't, I understand. Hmm. It's kind of hedged at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like. I really it's like a, how it started out really strong, <laughs> right out of the gate. Right, a lot of gusto. <laughs> Thank you, Fat Remote Zero Eight. <laughs> Did you look at what else he's reviewed, or she? No, I can. Mm. Uh, Lots okay, of anime. So to jump into a little bit of trivia, um, again, I mean. I've said it the last bunch of episodes. These shows that are in Japan, they don't get a lot of trivia online. Um, at least on IMDb because it's self-curated and mostly curated from the United States. Uh, so we don't have anything. But the creator of the series is Soji Gato. And when I go, when you go to your Wikipedia page, it has a section that, you know, all his work. So he's got a couple other animes and stuff like that. He's got Full Metal Panic. He's got a, a, an anime called Hyoka. He's got one called Amaji Brilliant Park and one called Copcraft. But he's also got a whole section entitled 2019 Greta Thunberg Twitter Controversy, uh, which basically says that in 2019, December 2019, uh, he uh, wrote on Twitter, I hate that kid about Greta Thunberg. If I was ruler of the world, I would steal everything from her, knock her into the depths of despair and ridicule her. On top of that, I'd feed her delicious piping hot steak and watch her shed bitter tears. I'd love to see that. And then people were like, uh, not into that. And his like longtime collaborator on Full Metal Panic Zero was like, uh, I'm not working with you again. Um, and so yeah, basically people were like, that's not cool. She's a kid. And what a weird thing for someone to say. <laughs> it is very odd. Yeah. So that was uh the main thing. Uh do you guys want to do a quick uh geopardy? <laughs> sure. So oh doing- yeah. Uh, you know, in you know, given that this is called Full Metal Panic, I'm doing one entitled Heavy Metal Heroes. 
Oh, okay. So Clutch. who wants to? It's 200, 400, 600, 800, and 1,000. Um, who gave the lowest score? Zach, right? Or no? Do, yeah. Kyle and I tied. Yeah, I mean, we Kyle. tied, man. But I said it first. Okay. That is very so Zach, true. Zach, you go first. 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000. Give me an old fashioned underhand slow ball. So 200? Yeah. He bedeviled us as a lead singer of Black Sabbath before his reality TV fame. Easy. Uh, yeah. What? Oh my God, Zach. No, it's um. I can't. Do I need to know the name of the show? Because it's something with the no, Osbournes. No, no. Um, yeah. What's no, his name? The name of the guy. Oh, his full name? Yeah. Does Oswaylin Osborne? It's fine. Osborne is the correct answer. <laughs> That's actually what the person said. Who is Osborne was the answer. Ozzy Osborne. Oswaylin. Oh, boy. God. Uh, Kyle, you're up next. 400, 600, no, let's just keep, Yeah, 400. Let's take it Whoa. up here. Uh, with his work on songs like Hot for Teacher, some rank him as the greatest heavy metal guitarist. Who is Eddie Van Halen? Good call. You got 400. All right. 600, 800,000. For me, I'll do six hundred. Yeah, this is my this is my category. Come on now. Nineteen eighties heavy metal included this band that featured Izzy, Duff, and Axel. Uh it's gotta be Guns N' Roses. Wow. Okay, so you guys all answered correctly on the first one. So we're gonna go to buzzer system. Say your name if you know the answer. This is the eight hundred dollar question. We're not gonna take it if you can't name this band fronted by D. Snyder. Kyle. Yep. That's the buzzer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, wh- who is Twisted Sister? Very good. Wow. There we go. All right. And a thousand. I rock. Rock. Do, 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 do. Dun, dun, we can dun, do dun. that much and we won't get picked up. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Good. Uh, this fistful of metal band named itself for a disease. Say it again. This fistful of metal band named itself for a disease. What is the this fistful of metal band? What is that? What is that? Probably it's a song by them, I think. This quote, fistful of metal quote, band named fistful itself of metal. itself for a disease. Saturday. Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the clue very well. I'm it just is a band pissed. named for a disease that had a song called okay. Fistful oh, oh, of Metal. Oh, 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 hold on. Is it... Uh, you need to say your name, idiot. Kyle. <laughs> Do you want to buzz in, though? Yeah, I'm buzzing in. Okay. Who is... Oh, it's not a disease, though, man. It might be. <laughs> anthrax. It is. That's a disease. Wow. That's a disease. Seriously? Yeah, anthrax is a disease. Clutch. Come on. Ugh. That's more of a thrash yeah. band. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. Dude, I'm so bad at music. On, I don't. I don't even know what any of this stuff is. They were on ATV Off Road Fury, and it was clutch. I would have named. I would have gotten two of those questions right. Uh, it, me, it was making me think of. Dis, it was making me think of Disturbed because it was like Ten Thousand yeah, Fists is one of their fist. songs, and then yeah. they've got Down with the Sickness. Yeah. What's a what disease do you have? I'm disturbed. All right, and then <laughs> uh, quickly a little a quick Phantom Zone. Wait, that was it? That was it. That's 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 the, the, 2000. the What is the 2000? What do you mean? 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000. Oh. We did them all. I feel like we only did four prompts. No, we did five. No, man. No, I feel like five. we're missing one. 
You each did I got one, and then we did two yeah. that were buzzed. Bye. We only did one that was buzzed. We did no, two we did that two. Were Twisted Sister. Oh, yeah, you're eggs. right. You're right. Damn it. Come on. You just got confused because Kyle dominated. <laughs> yeah, good job, Kyle. You know, when a lot of people look at me, like you guys are looking at me right now, they just see, wow, that guy looks so smart. Like, look at him. That's true. I, I like though you say that, but we see a little uh, little set of eyeballs poking out of the back. Yeah, of your I right know shoulder. you see. That. I was wondering if you'd see that, <laughs> dude. He fell off the wall. <laughs> I had that guy since two thousand seven. That's Darren. He's an orangutan. Love you, Darren. <laughs> uh, see him in his frame. I want to get him in a really nice frame, but anyways. Engage the Phantom. So I tried to do something a little bit different with this one just because I keep on going back to the same wells. Um, unfortunately, you know, one of the ones that I wanted to do was a guy named Akio uh, Atsuka. Uh, and he's, or Atsuku, he's like a um, really famous uh, anime voice actor. And he's been in a whole bunch of stuff uh, throughout the years. Um, and he was in this movie from the 90s called Silent Service, which, you know, even from the name we'd know as a submarine film. Um, and it's kind of got an interesting, I, I may have used it before, but I, I was having some trouble moving from it. Um, but I wanted to mention it. it's basically about uh, the first nuclear submarine launched by Japan and the people, the people serving on it have a mutiny in order to try to start a world war, which sounded pretty cool. And it's all, it's like an animated film. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find anyone in that to really move forward. So then I just had to go back to the well. So the kid who is like his friend who li really liked, uh, military stuff, Shinji was voiced by Mamiko Nodo. Um, and he was in, uh, Professor Layton and Eternal Diva, which I use, I've used, I think a couple times, um, to move, uh, to this guy. So that's easy to do. Um, so I'll just use that, but uh, yeah, silent service, something to think about the next time we come around for, uh, maybe anime movie uh, month because that one's I think a movie, not really a TV show. And then yeah, just the last uh, last little bit. Um, this all this the show really did remind me of um, you know when I don't know if you knew this, but Ed Harris at one point he uh, did he actually went undercover. He was researching a role and he went he went back to high school um, and it was crazy. Like he was like uh, he like won he was prom king obviously. Um, he kicked the winning field goal in uh the, the championship that was pretty cool he um was the lead of the musical and everyone was like swooning in the audience like literally like everyone fainted because it was ed harris um and then he was uh, president of the uh, uh the grease club which was um you know just fans and uh, i don't you i guess we all knew about it like everyone your high school had a grease club right like a uh, grease musical club or people that we're really passionate about Greece. Both, <laughs> obviously. It's, I, I mean, a few people that were pretty greasy in my high clubs. school. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's more about uh, aficionados and appreciators of Greece. Mm, I don't think our high school. We, well, my graduating class was seventy two people. We didn't. I don't think uh, we had one of those. That's probably why, because like yeah, the high school that at Harris was at was uh, forty two thousand people, uh, okay. uh, and they, they had a Greece club that consisted of all forty two thousand students. Wow! Mm -hmm. Everybody just loves Greece. Yes, yeah, so mostly what they what they were into. Um, but yeah, and then he had never even made that movie. He just continued to be in high school and actually was in high school for eight years. 
Wow. Yeah. It's Ed for you, man. Classic Ed. Always yeah. just living in the past. I mean, it was a great uh, – it was a great – I mean, I think he, he was in there from the age of 42 to 50. And then when he was 50, he was like, I should probably leave. Yeah, probably. It's about time to get back to acting. I got a wife and kids. Well, he was acting the whole time. He won two Oscars while he was in high school. Oh, very true. Oh, it's a real Joaquin Phoenix situation, you know, with that rap career type thing. That was just yes. for a movie. I don't know what's going on anymore. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. when he did that, like he was on Letterman. Yeah, that all turned yeah. out that he was just filming a movie the whole time. I know. Yeah, that was... Did you watch that movie? No. he's. I think there was gay sex. And not that, I, not that there's anything wrong with that, but... <laughs> But, you know, it didn't sound like, you know, it's not like, I mean, he was like a druggie, like a rocker, you know, behind the scenes, but like fake video cameras and stuff. It's not my cup of tea. Dude, so I watched that actually when you and I were living in that bottom apartment and uh, oh, on Wooster. in Bowling Green. Yeah. Yeah. Because it came out then. I watched that the night that thing dropped because I was so interested because I, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I'm like, and he's doing this crazy stuff. I was like, I better check this out. It's, uh, there's some, yeah, there are some risque scenes in there, but uh it's pretty interesting because you remember how, like after that, Ben Stiller came out and made fun of him with uh, that award ceremony. He dressed up like him and acted yeah, like him how yeah. he was on Letterman. So earlier in that movie, Ben Stiller came to him and wanted him to do a movie, and he was like, and Joaquin was super rude to him, you know, and basically told him to f off and that type of stuff. And then Ben Stiller went and did that. So I was like, okay, I guess, I guess there's all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes that you never really know why these people are doing stuff, but. Anyways, that's that. Other actor news. Right now, we have a Twitter poll going on because Elon Musk challenged Johnny Depp to a cage match or said he'd fight him in the cage. So we've got a poll up on our Twitter. Who do you think would win? Right now, Johnny Depp is crushing it and Musk is the serious underdog if you haven't checked, if you haven't got out there and voted, let us know who you think would win. It's open for about another week, and I guess we can talk about who the heck we think would win next week. But I think uh, I think our sister podcast, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, was was debating that as well. Oh, good. Yeah, I think, I think Joe's going, and he's a fighting and martial arts enthusiast. I think he he's leaning Elon Musk. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. We will. We can discuss. But it's it's sub 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 world world wide wide wide. So Full Metal Panic left me kind of grasping at straws when it came to subs. We had a sub, right? Sometimes one of the CGI. guys was wearing a HMS Perisher hat, or not Perisher. That's, uh, that's our boy, Andy. About. Yeah. Uh, not Triumph. Uh, what I remember what you're talking about, though. Oh, God. I got to look it up now. I know. Gosh. It's but in anyways, our text chat. It is in there somewhere. You let me know. You let <laughs> okay. me know. Well, we didn't get a lot of sub action, but what we did get action on was where our bad guy sent the people, the Ocratic Enclave of Conca. Nice. So this is the Ocratic Enclave of Conca worldwide. So is that and like, I know, was that that's not a real place though, right? The, not the Ocratic Enclave, but Conca is a real place. Okay. Yeah. And 
for people who might be just tuning into Anime Month, yes, usually subs worldwide, I do discuss a submarine. I probably haven't done much of that in anime because I think we've been, it's just been robots and stuff like that. And I haven't really had much, much opportunity to talk about a submarine. So let's talk about, you have the information, Brom? HMS Turbulent. The Turbulent. So there, missed opportunity yep. for me. Why was he wearing that hat? Was he, did he tra- transfer I, from that sub I mean, why or something? was anything going on in this show, I man? I don't know. I don't know. I don't they have those answers. Do it. They just did it to do it. So anyways, I, I looked online. I couldn't find anything about this region being some kind of autocratic enclave. Couldn't, you know. What, is it, what does that term even mean? Couldn't find it. But one of the main attractions in this area is Lake Conca, and took me to some new websites. Usually I get a lot of my information from Wikipedia. You guys ever heard of a website called Lakeopedia? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. I should. Uh, yeah, you should know. You're huge into lakes. So a lot of this information is from Lakeopedia. Uh, this region is rich with fish and birds. Its ancient name, Kanke Omo, stands for Seas of Bird Feathers. Uh, I don't know if they've ever seen the lake near me, but if they could name that Sea of Goose Feathers and Goose Shit, I wish they would. It's all over the place. So, this is when I knew I had to go with Lakeopedia because Wikipedia said that Lake Conca has 52 species of fish. Got on Lakeopedia. Oh, hey, guess what? It says it's got 75. Discrepancy. Whoa. I don't know who to believe anymore. Discrepancy. But I was like, oh, I'm going to go with Lakeopedia. I got to go with Lakeopedia because they had some cooler pictures here. Uh, so with 75 species of fish, they also have 322 species of aquatic plants, 620 different types of vascular plants, 43 species of mammals, including red wolves, Amur wild cats, Amur tigers, Siberian roe deer, Sika deer, and wild boars, along with 327 species of birds that winter, migrate, and nest here. Uh, the area will see up to 300 to 350,000 ducks and 100 to 130,000 geese. Uh, it is also home to the rare soft-shell Chinese turtle. <laughs> oh, delicious. That sounded very whoa, salt tree. I think it's endangered, man. Is it? Are uh, you sure? Maybe it said rare. Maybe so. there's too many of them. It could be. Maybe maybe one somebody needs to come in and just like uh, take a little bite. Grab one. Yeah. That's soft shell. I, mean, I yeah. munch on it like an apple. Get ri- God, right? it's a turtle, Jamie. Anyways, soft, uh, this is a soft, relatively soft sh- shell turtle. Yeah. Yum, yum. Uh, it's a relatively shallow lake. Has an average depth of only 15 feet. Max huh. depth of 35 feet, which is pretty crazy because if you look at a picture of this lake, it is quite big. That's weird. At so the you, longest, can, you basically stand and just have your head just poking out, right? Yeah. I am 16 feet tall, so mm-hmm. it is a problem. All my suits are custom made. The chair I'm sitting in right now, custom house, custom made, everything. It's ridiculous. Uh, car. I have to drive custom an made. RV and lay all the way back. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, the longest the longest point the lake stretches 56 miles. At its widest, it is 28 miles wide. And 
I don't. Have you guys ever heard of residence time when it comes to water? I hadn't. Any of you guys know what that means? I do because I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. So because I also saw it, and I was like, water. "What does that mean?" Exactly. Uh, that's the amount of time that a water molecule is within a body of water. So the average time a water molecule is in this body of water is nine point nine years, which I think is quite a long time. Is it though? Um, has I don't know. I guess I have no. I have nothing to base that on. But you know, right. if you think about it, hey, I'm swimming in this water. Somebody was swimming in ten years ago. You know what the heck? Uh, it's funny because so, I used to. I used to know a lot about this because it is now that I'm looking at like the Wikipedia page for resident time. It is a big yeah. part of uh, chemical engineering, which is what I have my degrees in. Oh, there you go. Because it's all part of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, batch reactors, blood flow reactors, reactors in general, which was I, whole, I had to whole, take a whole class on reactors Dang, in man. college. You know all about this. Uh, yeah, I do. There you go. Uh, average temp of the water in July is 68 degrees, which I thought was pretty cool for being such a shallow lake. Uh, average temp in January, negative six. So that's, maybe get some ice fishing going on there. Uh, the lake is located mostly in Russian territory of Serbia, and the northern section is in China's Heilongjiang province. I'm sure I pronounced that long. And... In 1996, Russia and China came together to create a nature reserve around the lake to help preserve it. It also is a very fertile region with the soil, so agriculture is a big industry. And that's all I've got on Lake Kanka. Yeah, the wow. only other thing I'm seeing on the Wikipedia is a, it's part it's in that area of Russia, Primorsky Krai, and. You can see it's, it borders like uh, China a bunch, which is, as you mentioned. And then at the very bottom, in this tiny little sliver, it borders North Korea. Yeah. This tiny little North Korean border. So tiny. There you go, man. So downside of video, I'm not allowed to walk away during Kyle's segment anymore. Right. I, I, can't, I can't do it. I'm well. sitting there watching you. <laughs> I've let the darkness take over my. Sometimes I'll let the cat in, feed. put the cat out, feed the I'm cat. Still, I'm still here technically. Watching. You can see me, but it's yeah. very yeah, dark. Yeah, you're in the darkness. Barely. Yes, I live in the darkness. Actually, I was uh, technically, you know, you adopted the darkness. I was born into it. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. No, I just made it up. I believe it. Yeah. It's an ointment. Just ointment like original. All these Ed Harris movies. No. <laughs> Those are real. All right. All right. You got uh, you got a countdown for us tonight? Good, I've, sir. I've got it. Should we play it? Yeah. Please, please do. Two, three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. All right, so got a nifty little countdown. It's legitimately fun. It is going to be my top five anime fun facts to bring us home during anime month. And uh, we will revisit anime someday. We've got a whole, you know, magazine full of uh, animes ready to fire off in the future. Uh, But 
for the time being, we are putting it on the shelf. Uh, and to conclude us this month, here we go with top five anime fun facts. Number five, the average anime... Zach, are you listening? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, need anime. Be, I don't need to be looking at you to be listening, Ben. No, I'm just teasing you. The average anime cost $100,000 to $200,000 American to produce per episode. The average Japanese animator earns less than minimum wage. Minimum Not wage? that much. What's minimum wage yes. in Japan or in the United States? I don't know. I guess it must be the United States because how would they be less Probably. than minimum wage? Probably. I did find that American animators, you know, your Disney, your Pixar, your DreamWorks, uh, they make uh, a handsome amount of money. Uh, but the, I don't know. I guess Japanese anime is so prevalent uh, and there's so many Japanese animators that there's very low demand because there's such high supply that uh, they don't make a very good wage. But yeah, uh, episodes are very, very costly. I've heard also that sometimes in these fields, like it'll be one of those things where companies keep on undercutting each other. Like there's a number of companies that yeah. are vying for the job and then they'll just be like, we could do it for less. We could do it for less. We could do it for less. And so then they keep on cutting down how much people make in order to, have, you know, make that sliver of a profit. Yeah. That sounds very possible. Very accurate. Uh, number four, anime traces back to 1907 but was perfected by one artist, Osamu Tezuka. He created Astro Boy in 1951, citing Disney's Bambi and Mickey Mouse as inspiration. Seems Where like my natural. Astro Boy fans at? Yeah. Wait, isn't, wasn't Astro Boy, wasn't Nick Cage a voice in Astro Boy? Oh, that's right. There was a Hollywood version, wasn't there? Yeah, I believe so. I think Nick Cage was in it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Wow, uh, that wasn't that wasn't too long ago. Five, six, seven years ago, maybe. Nah, it's further back. Uh, all right, everyone needs to be. We all need you to pay attention for this one because I think you'll all relate. We are talking about the first three Pokemon ever designed. Do you guys know what they were? Charizard first three designed. The very first three designed uh, was who was the big artist? Ken Sugimori, maybe. Bulbasaur. Um, yeah, was was it the original three that like you got to pick, or this is that were designed like when when, the, when Pokemon basically was pitched? Go all the way back. What were the first three basically drawn up and like this is Pokemon? These are three of what will ultimately be a hundred and fifty of Squirtle. The... Yeah, you'd hope it'd be Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander. All right, I think each, probably... of you, each of you give me one. We'll see if any of you guys hit one. Bladdle, um Reapastore and um, Lab Lab Blaster. Those sound like uh, the South Park Chin Pokemon. What? I'm pretty sure none of those are real. No, those are number 682, <laughs> number 786, and uh, another one. It was actually the other one was number one. It's the first one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Zach, uh, the Pokemon super fan, you're going to go with Squirtle. <sighs> I just feel like that would be such an easy one. Oh, let's come up with a thing that we're going to get a fight. What about a squirrel and a turtle? Okay. So. What about a Psyduck, though, man? This is like a platypus, though, kind of. What about of. a Snorlax? So I, I mean, unless it's something off the wall like a Jigglypuff. Um, pretty good, though. Jigglypuff's pretty nice. What's the one that was like a mime? Uh, no. 
Mr. Mime. Lock in your answers now. <laughs> yes. Mr. Yeah, Mime, that's my guess. I'll do my boy Squirtle Squad. Squirtle. I will I will say one of the three was named in your in all of your guys rambling. One I bet of the three. probably Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff, I bet, is, is the one that was named. Uh, maybe Cle- I'm going to go with Clefairy then. We do have a winner, and a winner alone, it's Kyle, because Clefairy, Rhydon, and Lapras were the first three Pokemon oh, designed. Lapras was another one I was thinking, but Rhydon, I never would have guessed. <laughs> no way. <laughs> there you go. Number two, it is estimated that, this is crazy, 85% of the music listened to in Japan is title tracks from anime shows. What? Seriously? Wow. I don't Correct. believe that. Correct. That is, that, is that is the real deal. <laughs> all right. Well, think about hmm. right, when the show Friends was super popular. Remember that, the theme <laughs> That's song? That's true. Yeah, that's right. right. That, that was everywhere, I right? do think, yeah, probably 85% of music listened to at that point was the Friends theme song. That's what I heard. It's I, a fact, I would agree as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have an honorable mention, or as some say, an honorable menchie. Ghost in the Shell inspired the Wachowski sisters to create the Matrix trilogy. When they pitched their idea to producer Joel Silver, they played him a DVD of the anime film and said, we want to do that for real. Really? Dude, that's all it takes to... We can do that? Yeah, we were just... We would pop in a DVD copy of Red Snow and be like, we want to do this one, but better... (laughs) Again, yeah. <laughs> we want to do a shot for shot remake. We want to try this one again. Yeah, dude, Jamie and, finally, and I did watch that. Finally, we're like, we can talk just, about that later. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to play you one scene. It's where this uh, the bad guy has sex and he keeps his jeans on. We're going to be doing that, but even more of it. And the producer's like, uh, yes, please. Hangs dong. Number one. Here we go. Also speaks speaks to you guys. You thought The Simpsons was a long running animated television show? What fucking idiots! Saison oh San first aired in 1969 and is still running to nice. this day, tal- tallying over seven seven thousand five hundred episodes. Oh my gosh! Okay, new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got every it. episode, each episode is a recap of an episode. 75 we only have 7500 episodes to make there we go do that till we die there we go those are my top anime fun facts wrapping up anime month thank you all for joining us on this anime ride thanks again to the our star blazers discord you guys were stellar uh and helping us out and keeping us going we've got a lot more coming, but uh, we're going to be shifting gears, and Kyle will uh, share some information in the days ahead about that. Uh, but thank you again. That is my countdown. We do know that anime fans are prone to Funkos. So, <laughs> next month, we Perfect are... Perfect transition. Yeah, I was worried yeah. for a second. Yeah, no <laughs> worry. We, uh, we will be announcing next month. We do have a little giveaway coming. I'll announce it here on... August 1st, for what it is. One of them is a Funko. I'm not going to tell you which one it is yet, but just be ready for that. We'll have it on social media, and we will talk about it on our next episode as well. So look for that. We can't really tell you what we're going to do next because it might give it away. So It is give on it theme away, with, give our it next, away. with our next theme, though. 
Give it away now. It definitely is. We're not just pandering by uh, giving away Funkos. No. We could try that, though, you know? Yeah, we could just <laughs> give away Funkos. Why not? <laughs> Every week, just, hey, here's a Funko. Oh, yeah. Funko cast. Hmm. All right. I think that's everything. Wrong. <laughs> oh. We actually have two. <laughs> we have a few things left. Not just Zach Facts, but we do have some listener oh, questions. Oh, that's right. After My that. God, we keep on taking these episodes so long. But it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm uh, fine. It's fine. Zach again, doesn't look our, like our it's sister fine. podcast, Joe Rogan, uh, today had a four hour episode with Post Malone. There so, we go. Well, I would listen to that one. It is hilarious. And there are wrenches. Um, it's a laugh riot. Check it out after this episode. But take it away with those take it away. sexy, succulent Zach facts. Do, 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 Zach facts. It's Zach Pick them up. Pick them up the Zach facts. going down. Get some Zach facts when you're going down. <laughs> All right. Over under again. Three and a half Zach facts tonight. What do you guys think? Um, given how Zach is reacting right now, I'm going to go decidedly under three Zach facts. Dude, I'm going to, I think this guy might pull something out tonight. Uh, just with how bad this show was, I think I'm, I'm going to go over. I kind of like that too, Kyle. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over as well. I must have missed, did do we, did we do the listener questions? We're, We're doing them to. after the Zach facts. Oh, after Zach facts. That way we decide. Yeah. Man, I really just, okay. Zach facts. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm just going to start it and we're going to see how many I've got. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, I like Great. that. That's good. Yeah. And I can prove it. I can prove it if I have to, but all right. Which one do I, <laughs> what am I going to read first? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so I got to make these up. Now. He has at least two guys. <laughs> you know, that we, we gave some low ratings for this one, but some famous people really like this specifically a uh, Mr. Elon Musk. He claims to be an animaniac. Is that the Zach fact? <laughs> oh, an animaniac, okay. man. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a Warner Brothers animated show? Yeah, man. You used to watch Animaniacs when you were a kid? Yeah. That and like Freakazoid and Pinky in the Brain, that type of stuff? Yeah. Fact number two. When Full Metal Panic became the greatest anime in the world, the creator was asked how much money you bring it in. He said he brings home six figures. <laughs> like Funko <laughs> figures. Oh, Funko figures? Well, they're like any fig- you know, figurines. Oh, figurines. Oh. Now I'm getting it. Or like a lady's figure. See, good thing this is just facts. This isn't supposed to be funny, so. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay, good. Are these yeah, real? That's true. I, I'd believe, I totally would believe both of those so far. <laughs> yeah. Full Metal Panic. That was so big. How big was it? Full Metal Panic was so big, it took up the entire internet. What are these? There could be infinite number of these. I'm definitely going over on the three. <laughs> like, what are these? Okay, fact oh, number four. Oh, no. Oh. And that's all I've got tonight for you. But here's fact number four. Uh. 
get ready for so much more Full Metal Panic crossovers. We'll have Full Metal Panic at the Disco. Nice. My Full Metal Jacket is gone. I'm panicking. A novel. (laughs) (laughs) FNP and me. FNP and me too, this time with you. (laughs) And lastly, did someone say reboot? Yup. Full Metal Panic Deluxe Edition with over 149 seconds of extras. (laughs) Good. And Full Metal, based on the novel Panic by Sapphire. Nice. I like that one. See, I can do Zach facts. (laughs) Thank you for those facts, Zach. They're wonderful. He's shaking his head. He's disappointed (laughs) in himself. All right. All right. We do have listener questions. And now it's time for a letter from listeners like you. You know, all right. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I know. When I recorded that, I was like, this is the one. That can get an intro and love it, hate it doesn't. All right, I'm working. I got to work on something. for. I got that really metal intro I was working on. Trust me, man. Kyle's been working I've on had our this Christmas one for gifts. Years. I'll get you love it, hate it. Don't you worry about it. I'll get you something. Anyways, this comes in via MacEStudios.com. So if you got a question, get out there to MacEStudios.com. Go to our contact us page. You can submit a form right there. You don't even have to tell us who you are. We just want to know you're listening and that you have a question or a comment, anything. I don't really care. <laughs> Whatever it is. Talk to us, uh, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this comes in from Confused in Iowa. So this actually, I have to, I do have to confess. These came in last week, but our episode was getting way too long. So we <laughs> could not get to them. So. From Confused in Iowa says, just listened to your latest podcast and heard you guys also fix them. I no. have an old JVS. We're talking VCR about VCRs. Yeah. And the jog wheel is a little messed up. How okay. should I repair? A little grease? Duct tape? I think the replacement is out of the question due to the age, at least 20 plus years old. Cordially yours, Confused in Iowa. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say replacements out of the question. I mean, Kyle, how many VCRs do you have? Twelve, fourteen, something like that. All right, I have. I'm down to two in my mm. room. Well, you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe one of your, maybe one of your VCRs isn't working so well. Throw that jog wheel from one of those VCRs into this other one. You got a brand spanking new. You used to have two not very well working VCRs. Now you got one working VCR and one that doesn't work at all. But that's all you need. That's one. That's one possibility. The other possibility is, you know, you got your little jog wheel. I was having a little trouble with the jog wheel as well in the one that I had. Sometimes it's not even the jog wheel that's the issue. Maybe you got something else going on. It was having an issue with one of the spools. And so the the tape from the VCR tape, the VHS tape was all off and it was making it all kooky. So maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's something else going on that VCR. So check it out. Don't be afraid to just take that thing apart like I did. And then sometimes there's pieces left over and you're like, guess these pieces don't matter and now you just have pieces lying around but the vcr still works there you go man yeah i mean if it's and, not working well, grease, i mean grease, left grease does work grease probably would work 
Yeah. Grease always works. And if none of this, if you rip it apart and it doesn't work, uh, I've I've picked up many a VCR from Goodwill for like two bucks. <laughs> That's all they cost. They're going yeah. for next to nothing right now. I took apart one of my v- VHS tapes, and then then I there was a piece in it that was broken. I took it out, put it, put the thing back together, and that the tape worked again. Don't know what the piece was for, but it was stopping really? it from working. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, taking something out fixes the problem. Well, dude, I'll tell you what, man. I have a little hand camcorder that I got uh, from my parents. I'm trying to convert these videos and stuff. And I had a tape that wasn't ejecting. So I flipped it over, smacked it on the bottom. And then the tape popped out and the, the spool fell out. It's just, it's not even secure in there. So I just had to, you slide it back in. You don't even secure it with anything and now it works fine. Like, hmm. I don't get it. Is what it is. All right. I'm sure we're so, helpful. We are really helpful. So grease works. Might not be your jog wheel. And Take it apart. You can always get you can always get one of these for like two bucks. Right. At a goodwill if one is near you. All right. So we have a, another letter here from Emily. And I just have to give a shout out because we always talk about our library and how great they are. And this is just an example of how great our library is. So, mm-hmm. says longtime listener, first time emailer here. I work at the infamous public library, and during one of your Godzilla episodes, you mentioned a movie that the librarians couldn't find in the interlibrary loan service. And while, yes, during these COVID times, we still don't have interlibrary loan, we are, um, anyways, they said they're listening. To an episode and she thought aha challenge accepted she found it she cannot remember the title right now but if we figure it out we can let her know and she will get me that movie on <laughs> interlibrary loan and also she gave us a suggestion here while she was cataloging uh, russian movies she found one i can't pronounce this it's like pervil posle boga it's in hmm. Russian subtitles, and it's a Russian spy submarine movie about Alexander Marinesco. There we go. Add to get to back the list. To her, and then we can get the movie. So it's a little bit of a mystery for us to solve as well. What movie were we talking about for the library? Uh, we, we were aware of this question. I'll even tell you, Emily, Jamie and I went back to Godzilla Movie Month, and we re-listened to our own series unknowingly that uh, we were each doing that but we're going to divide and conquer we will we will figure out what kyle mentioned and we will uh certainly tap tap you uh to uh procure that movie for us oh and i got yeah and if you if you want challenges for finding something i got all kinds of movies that are super challenging that you could find black sea 213 that's what we've talked about uh not on this podcast but amongst ourselves uh, that I don't even know exists. I'm not sure it was ever released in any format. Uh, one called Submarine Slow... Seahawk is one. Yeah, Slow Bullet, uh, which is a film that was produced by a independent uh, movie rental place in Florida and uh, exists only on VHS, and I can't find it anywhere because probably they only made like 20 of them. It's disappointing. I mean, yeah, but I did, I will say, I did check today, and we are not yet, Interlibrary Loans is not back yet, 
but it says it's very close. That's what it said on the website. Ooh, we're almost there. Very soon. It's gonna change my life. We are. So she found this movie. I guess it wasn't. It's not a standalone. It was included with like a a double feature type thing. So it wasn't oh, popping good. up when I was looking for it. Yeah. So it's a good idea. Yeah. Ways to search like that. So Emily, we will get back to you. We will figure out what we. Were, I can't remember if it's Frankenstein conquers the world or not, but I thought I thought I found that one. We'll have to figure it out. That's all it. Right. That's all listener questions. Thank you guys for sending stuff in. We do appreciate it. We always love to hear from you. Support your local public library. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 